Live from the heart of Los Angeles, this is the online edition of the Life Changes Show. Look at the bright lights. Look at the bright lights. With tonight's guest, retired Navy Commander Sherelle M. McCary. Look at the night sky. Look at the night sky. And performance guest, Dina Fanai. I am Mark Lejeune, and now our host, the MC, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. Well, for two or three years, I have had the pleasure of being uh, a host or a master of ceremonies for a, a very special event for veterans. It's the Heaven and Earth Oasis uh, uh, annual fundraising luncheon. And this year will be the 11th annual fundraising luncheon. And I will once again be the host. And so uh, every year, uh, I have had the pleasure of connecting with our guest. And I've heard her uh, speak on many occasion. And I, I've gotten to know her a little bit at a time. And I've seen her in many different situations. And it was a couple years ago that her and I, uh, we, we met in the hallway and she had just had a family member pass. And uh, I, 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 was, I was feeling for her. And at the same time, there was this, uh, an understanding that was coming over me that she uh, obviously not only had been through so many situations in her life and she obviously was grief stricken and and her family uh there was some particular thing that was going on where she had to support by taking control and at the same time uh be compassionate and i i, I just the way she spoke and what she said that she told them and how she handled the situation i thought now, this is the kind of talk, compassion, understanding we need from our leaders. And I couldn't wait to have this conversation with her. And we're going to have it tonight. Now, before uh, we go on, I, I might as well say that Heaven and Earth Oasis uh, org is the organization that our very own uh, interview guest is a board member. And I came to know this organization thanks to Valerie Heath, a friend who is the president and founder, and actually a guest on show number 405. Interestingly enough, that's almost half, we're almost at 810 uh, shows. So that's really interesting. It's been a while now. So I just, uh, let me just say, Heaven and Earth Oasis is a nonprofit, 501c3, funded to provide complementary energetic healing services to veterans and others who may benefit from such services. And they are dedicated to expanding worldwide healing in all the healing arts. So uh, any donations to uh, the veterans and this organization at heavenearthoasis.org is very much appreciated. So we're going to have a great conversation and and a little later on, another great conversation and music with our performance guests as well. 
I can't wait for tonight's conversation. We can't support our veterans enough, but moreover, the with with what's happening on the global stage and the warring that's ramping up, and I, I think you know there's never a better time for the kind of leadership that we really need to, uh, you know, to to get us around some of these hurdles. And so it is. And so with that, our we've we've titled our show "Veteran Says," quote. All of us together make success. I asked her what that meant, and it struck me so much. So we're going to be talking a, 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 along that and so many more lines. So our interview guest is a retired Navy commander. She's the first minority female DAV commander for Chapter 12. She's the first African-American state commander. We welcome... Sherelle M. McCary to the show. Welcome, Sherelle. Oh, hello, everyone. So good to finally have this conversation on air. And uh, there's so much to talk about. Uh, first of all, I have to say congratulations on all these honors. And also, you were named uh, Veteran of the Year, actually, just uh, a, a year or so ago. Yes, um, by um, uh, honored uh, assemblywoman uh, Eloise Gomez Reyes. Uh, that right. is correct. Yeah, and and so th- there are so many honors. There are so many things. There's so much that we could talk about. Uh, but uh, so the interesting thing to me is you were uh, one of the interesting things. You were born in Germany. You were oh gosh, I hate this term. Is there another term for army brat or navy brat? No, just military brat. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you moved around a lot, but you didn't leave Germany until you were like 10 or 11. So you were pretty much in the German culture, and then off you went. Yeah, the European culture, period. And the European <laughs> culture is a lot different than what the United States has. So it's like a, almost a culture shock when uh, people come from uh, northeastern or northwestern Europe, or even when they come from the Middle East or uh, uh, countries in the continent of Africa, uh, the way of life over here is a lot different than what they're used to, where they actually come from, sir. Mm. So, so you moved around a lot, so you got to know all kinds of people in, in yeah, many different situations. I have. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I've been around... Asian people all my life because we are 20% East Asian. Um, I've been around Italian people. My godparents were Sicilian and they were retired military, you know, so I got a chance to live around other people. So that's probably the reason why I think I blend in so well because I accept people where they are and I accept their cultures and how they are. And that's probably the reason why I'm not prejudiced. Because we're all different. God made us all different. And I think that's of importance. And the the bottom line is, we all, all of us here in the United States come from some type of foreign body because of our ancestry and where our ancestors and them come from. So being saying that, I embrace everybody's uh, way of life. And I respect everybody's way of life. Mm. So when I asked you, was your father in the military or was your mother, you said both and my whole family and not just my whole family. You went back and back and back. So so give that to us. That was amazing, if you would. 
Um, well, my military history goes all the way back to the Reverend, uh, American Revolutionary War, the present day, and then all the way back to 1066 A.D., the Battle of Hastings, England. Um, that's pretty thick military history. And that's a lot of people in service to our country. Yes, it is. That that is, you know, my family has served this 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 uh, nation for over two hundred years or more. So yes, a- a- absolutely. You know, wow. it is what it is. And I think everybody's families that have served have, should be proud. And I know things are not always the way they seem. And I know we're all still struggling. You know, uh, my biggest struggle is trying to make uh, uh, a better life for all my men and women veterans that have served this great nation, no matter what color they are. You know, a lot of our family, a lot of our elderly people, you know, they had to leave school early to support their families, to support their farms and stuff that they grew up on. A lot of them weren't the best of education. Some of them left at seventh grade or eighth grade or sixth grade because they had to support their families and work their farms and stuff. And I have a lot of respect for our elderly veterans that are at least 75 and, and, and above that, you know, because back then life was very harsh, but you know what? They found a way to survive and to feed their families and they worked hard and they've been, all these men and women have worked ever since they were golly 10, 11, 12 years old. And I have a lot of respect for that. And it doesn't make any difference what nationality or what color they are. I still have a lot of respect. And it's our elderly people who made this country what it is. And this country wasn't formed on people sweat, sitting on their laurels. This country was formed on blood, sweat, and tears. And there are so many people that have lost their lives just so the people today could have a better life. And I'm, uh, for that, I am most deeply appreciative and very grateful. And I give them, these men and women, the utmost of honor and respect. Hear, hear. Hear, hear. You know, on your Facebook page, I noticed something. There was a a billboard, and in there was a quote that I thought, well, this is what she's talking about. The quote was this, if there's one thing that sticks with you from serving, you leave no one behind. And that came no. from George, a U.S. Marine captain. And I, I love that because I don't believe in leaving nobody behind. You know, all of us have suffered and have gone down these many different journeys. And when you see one of your own suffering, you come to the aid of that person. You don't stand back and watch them continue to suffer. You let them know that you're there to support them. Now, whether they accept it or not, that's a different story. But at least they, you have put it out there that you're there for them you know, through hell or high water, through every element of Mother Nature, from uh, a monsoon to a snow blizzard to an earthquake to a tornado. You're going to be there come hell or high water. And you're going to always have their six and their back. And you will always be there to protect them to the best of your knowledge and your ability. And that's what being in the military is all about. It's so, about team effort and team work, period. Everybody come together as a team to work hard and to protect. And there's a code that all us, our military and veterans go by. And we live by that code. God. Core country, 
country because of the soil that we stand on and we serve. God and God we trust because of our spirituality and we believe in God. And the core is the core of men and women that have served and the ones that continue to serve. And there is a special uh, uh, thing that we go by and can't nobody break that. Nobody. Can't nobody break that. And that's, that is something special that a lot of people really don't understand. But for those of us that are real and love our men and women, it doesn't make any difference. There is a code that we go by, and it's a code that we will stand by until the day we die. Well, I, I know you didn't really want to talk about this too much, but uh, you, you stood by that code in a very... Um, wonderful way and and i'm talking about the loma linda situation and that you were honored for saving lives literally uh on this soil uh in a hostage situation could you talk a little bit about that it is so special it was it was a couple of my veterans that were having some issues the one uh, and I'm not going to call no names because I'm protecting these people. But this gentleman, who was, his wife was buying and he was having um, a, a, a mental health breakdown and crisis. And he had his gun on him, didn't know that. And his wife was sitting next to him. And I told the staff and I said, you know what? Please inform the VA police. Let me de-escalate this myself without the VA police and them getting involved. And I was able to de-escalate that situation and get this gentleman the help that they need because I alerted the uh, staff. But at the same time, I was protecting him and his wife. But at the same time, I was protecting the staff that was getting ready to serve him and help him in the best possible way and manner because I didn't want nobody to get hurt. So basically, using myself as a human shield to make sure that every everybody around us were protected, including the VA police, because the first thing, and no offense, my brothers, because I come from a law enforcement family, you know, the first thing you want to do is either taser or shoot somebody. And I get it, because that's how they were trained. But I wanted to make sure that I could find a way to escalate this situation, because I didn't want no human life taken. I didn't want to see his wife suffer. I didn't want to see none of the staff suffer. And I definitely didn't want to see none of the first responders who is the police officers because they go through a lot of stuff too when they're actually uh shooting someone and i got and i get that so i i I just jumped into action and my adrenaline was flowing so fast i can't even remember but the fact remains i saved the i saved that man's life and uh hit a face with everybody and i was able to get him the help that he needed and that's all i cared about this award is fine, but you know what? I don't do this kind of work to get awards or to get mentioned in any way. It's just something that I do from the heart. It's something I do every day, and it comes to me naturally, and that's so, what's most important to me. Sherelle, you you gave this man his his you his dignity back. Yeah, and that's important to you, I know. And to make sure that his life was still intact and in one piece and everybody around him, not only the staff that was serving him, but our VA police as well. So, uh, and that's all I cared about. So I don't know if there was anybody there uh, for you when you were going through 
some extremely difficult situations while in service. And um, what I like is that you you didn't want to talk about this too much either because you didn't want to. Uh, in my, I don't know. In my opinion, it's 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 you you've you've gotten you did what you did and you you you've moved on. What happened happened. But uh, I I think it's important for the audience to know just just a couple of uh, bullet points on the fact that you were physically abused twice. Yeah, I was. And I talk about, you know, how, you know, how our veterans go through that, you know, and it happened when I was in the service and it's still happening to today. And a lot of my sisters are being killed from these men. When a, when a woman tells a man, no, that's what she means. No, no means no. It don't, no don't mean for you to move forward and to abuse that woman or to take something when she's telling you no. You understand? And, you know, it, it, it has not been easy because these knuckleheads killed two of my friends. So I deal with survivor's guilt every day. And it's not easy, ladies and gentlemen. It's not. And I've seen, and don't get me wrong, because not only my sisters have gone through this, I have seen my brothers go through the same thing. And that is just despicable for anybody to take advantage of a man human and a woman human and do whatever they want and they think it's cool. It is not cool at all to take advantage of nobody. Period. So uh, I know some of the work you are doing now and it excites me to to hear your passion and fervor because this this leads into your work as chaplain and boy, this is a new thing. Uh, although you've been counseling veterans for a long time, this is, uh, a, a new thing. You've been working on it for a while. You've been doing it for a while. But, uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, so you, you've been, you've been listening to, uh, uh, Shirelle McCray and, uh, McCary, excuse me. And, uh, she is our interview guest who is a retired Navy commander. We'll be talking more with her when we come back. Uh, afterwards, we'll have the Ask Dorothy segment, and then we'll be joined by our performance guest, Dina Fanai, all on the Life Changes Online edition when we come back right after this. Want to connect with amazing people who are committed to making a difference? From the Heart Tribe is a platform, community, and movement with the purpose of bringing like-minded humans together to help animals and the environment in order to gain a stronger connection and understanding of the world around us. They're dedicated to effectuating positive change by empowering individuals to organize meaningful and engaging experiences that build compassion for animals and the natural environment. Their founders and members' passion is to inspire others to actively get involved in their homes, their communities, and the world to raise awareness about the issues we face and most of all to be part of the solution. Through their efforts they have also accomplished some amazing and tangible achievements. Their pickup for Paradise beach cleanups have collected over 50,000 pieces of foreign debris and also thanks to animal rescue and recovery volunteers over 30 percent of the volunteers have become vegan or reduced their meat intake. Daily habits make a big difference. Please join any of their upcoming events by going to FTHT.org and signing up for their newsletter. You can also follow on Instagram and Facebook at From the Heart Tribe. 
Have you felt inspired to meditate but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All Phi Beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Phi beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi meditation. Phi meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi beads at phibeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, beads.com. You are listening to a conversation that matters on the Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We're back and we are featuring interview guest, retired Navy commander, first minority female DAV commander for Chapter 12, first African-American state commander, actually a woman, I think, also. Uh, Yeah, for the American GI form. Sherelle McCray, McCary. Uh, you know, I, I wanted you to share that story, actually. I, I, you do so much. So we, before we talk about being a chaplain, uh, I wanted you to plug uh, a couple of the organizations you work for. So the American GI Forum is exactly where I wanted to start. That's a fascinating story. Yeah, well, you know, I, um, me and my sister, Beth, you know, she's the first Latino uh, first, second vice in the history of the American GI Forum, and I'm the first African American uh, female to ever become state commander uh, for them. And you know, um, I worked. We, she and I both do a lot of work in our communities as women, and to be in the position that we're in, in uh, all basically all male. Um, organization because all the women that are in their organization are all non-veteran women they have never served in the military and to be a part of the american gi form to be a part of the form part of it you have to serve in the united states military so uh being saying that you know um we're we're trailblazers we're opening up doors and showing our sisters hey if we can be leaders and deal with these men and work hard in the communities to try and make life better, not only for our sisters, but for our brothers as well. And that's what's most important. You know, we're, we're here to work as a team and to make our lives better and to make sure that none of our brothers or sisters are being mistreated in, in any, any kind of way. Wow, what a message. A couple of the organi- other organizations that you also want to mention. I know you're on the board um, of Heaven and Earth Oasis. Heaven and Earth Oasis is one of my most important 
Um, I love what Heaven and Earth Oasis does as far as being giving holistic uh, remedies other than, you know, the pharmaceutical companies uh, feeding pills to all my men and women, you know, and these wonderful men and women vendors that are a part of the Heaven and Earth Oasis. They give so much to make sure that our veterans and our military are well taken care of. And I just love uh, Miss Valerie Heath and her heaven and earth oasis and everybody that's on staff because their hearts are so big and they their main thing is to make sure that our veterans and our military are well taken care of uh holistically because holistic way is a lot better than you know dealing with all these different drugs and stuff which eventually will break your body down you know and cause more issues on top of the issues that you already have you know, sometimes I listen to you and I think, where do you learn all this stuff? And where do you learn? <laughs> you, you, trial and error <laughs> by trial and error <laughs> by trial and error. School of hard you know, knocks. With all my uh, worldly travels and all the things that I've done, and I learn from other people, and I take what I learn from other people and 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 put it in my toolbox, and that's how we learn different things. And a right. lot of us are like that. We we. You know, we get we we jump out of the frying pan and get into the fire. That's the only <laughs> way you can learn any of this stuff. Okay, now you're gonna definitely get singed quite a bit. But you know what? Saving a human's life and taking care of my my brothers and sisters and my battle buddies and my comrades—that's what's most important to me. And don't get me wrong, folks, because I also take care of a lot of non-veteran men and women with resources and other things. Because it's about helping the whole human race, as far as I'm concerned. Because we as military and 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 veterans live in other communities with people who don't know what it is to be in the military. And military life is so different. It's a complete 360 degree turn, big time. So that li- that way of life and the rules and the laws and the practices and procedures are totally different than what you get in, in the civilian life, sir. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think it might be interesting to kind of find a, a happy medium uh, between between that because it feels like some of that we could use some of that discipline, uh, and and so speaking well, of I'm, learning, I'm, I'm gonna tell you that that military and veterans are some of the most well trained, well disciplined, and if you had to have a company or a business. Your military people are the best people and their veterans are the best people to hire because they are well-trained, they're very disciplined, and they take their jobs very seriously. Mm, what a great plug for the military uh, and, and veterans. Thank you so much. Uh, so speaking of, of learning, you uh, have been a veteran counselor for years and uh, continue to be. Uh, a, a few years back, you took on becoming a chaplain, uh, which is a whole other thing. And in the past uh, few years, you've been learning with a particular chaplain. Uh, I think it'd be great to give him a shout out after what I heard you say about him. Oh, yeah. I I miss my brother. You know, for those of you that don't know, uh, senior chaplain uh, Steve Ballinger. And I thank God for chaplain Doreen Matsumoto, whose father was a Korean War veteran. And he served. That's how I got a chance to meet uh, Chaplain Steve Ballinger through Living Shield Ministries. And those classes were given to all of us at the Riverside Police Department. 
And, you know, uh, I've been around law enforcement all my life, folks. You know, I come from seven generations of law enforcement. And I honestly, you know, uh, Chief Gonzalez, I wanted to give him a shout out because he is such a wonderful person. Out of all the cops that I know, this man is just an extraordinary human being. But Chaplain Steve Ballinger dealing with first responders of the fire department, all the fire departments, and all the police departments, my hat and my respect goes out to anybody that wears a uniform because they go through so much. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, these men and women and the men and women that served in the military are not robots. It's not like you can go to assembly line and go and pick off the piece that you need, that the piece that's on your body or your mind that's been totally damaged. It don't work like that. These are human beings that give their lives every day, good, bad, or indifferent. So being saying that, we're going to either meet these men and women where we stay, where they stand, or you need to just pack up your stuff and move on down the line because they are going to stand by their convictions, whether they're wrong or not, yes or no, it doesn't make any difference. You still have to have respect for these men and women. Okay, and they do give up their lives, and there's no guarantee that when they step outside their door that they're going to come back in one piece, you know, because you have a lot of stuff going on in this world right now, you know, and from my heart, the best part about this world is all the children that we have brought into this world, and they are the best part of this world because there's so much stuff. But Chaplain Steve Ballinger, my brother's no longer here. I had to go to his memorial, and it just broke my heart to see somebody so special. You know, you have teachers, and then you got teachers. But this particular teacher can make a dog understand scripture <laughs> from the Bible, and that's very serious. This man had the ability to make people understand what he was saying through God's Word and the Bible, and that is so important. And I miss him so much. And if it wasn't for him and Doreen Matsumoto, I would never even be in this position to be the best chaplain. And I'm, I'm working on my ordination, and I'm just so proud to be able to come up under this man's expert tutelage. Uh, Sherelle, uh, when you uh, n preach uh, after your ordination or even before, I want to be in the congregation. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so what, what are, as we close our, our wonderful conversation here, what, what do you think the people that will be coming to you as chaplain uh, will have undoubtedly been through a lot, a lot of training, a, a lot of, forcing themselves through things and finding themselves or, uh, and, and then eventually potentially losing themselves through having been through some kind of, uh, catastrophic, uh, experience war or, or whatever it is. What, what, how, do, how, how do you help them? You help them first and foremost by being a good minister a pastor, a preacher, or a chaplain. Number one, you have to be humble. Mm. That's first and foremost. Mm. Number two, you have to be a good listener because it's not about you. It's about the person that is 
speaking to you about the trauma and the things that they're going through. And when you are a good listener, you repeat back to them what they have told you. And that informs them that you are listening and that you do care about what they're going through. And then if they're open, and see, that makes that opens up a good dialogue, and then you can let them know, hey, if you're open to this, these are resources that I can give you to help you further deal with this journey or this trauma that you're going through. And that lets that person know on the other side that you are real and that your heart is pure and that you are speaking through God's word and his wisdom. Uh, okay. Okay. So I, why do I get the feeling talking to you that we're going to make it through all this mess that's going on in the world? Because you're going to make it through because there's people like me who, and there's so many of us out here. That's what we're here for. We are children of God. And we want everybody, and this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to minister to people who are hurting. And don't get me wrong, because a lot of your chaplains are hurting. I hurt every day because I see stuff that I don't like. But it's because of people like yourself, Filippo, and Miss Dorothy, and Valerie, and Miss Martha, and all my sister vets, and all my comrades, and my battle buddies, that I have the support that I need to keep furthering what I need to do to make sure that everybody has that support and they get their self-esteem and they are solid. And when my wings are tired and I can let my wings down and I can see them walking that road and they're fine and they're walking that road by themselves, but they will always know that my wings are there to catch them if they need to be carried until they're able to carry themselves. Mm. Mm. Well, wow. That that is that is a good place to put a button on this conversation or an exclamation point, I should say. And uh I I'm looking forward to more. I I I I I want to hear you more. Actually, I'm I'm going to see you uh on the uh what is it? The 4th. So <laughs> So yeah. I look forward to that at Heaven and Earth Oasis uh, uh, luncheon. So, uh, and and if anybody wants information on that, you can meet Sherelle there. You can meet me there. Uh, ticket information is at uh, heavenandearthoasis.org. And Sherelle, I thank you so much, of course, for what you're doing what you've been doing, what you're doing, what you will be doing. Uh, and, and thank you for sharing in the passionate and straightforward way for all of us to hear uh, here today on the Life Changes Show. Well, thank you for having me. And it was a, a great honor and a pleasure to talk about all my battle buddies, whether I know them or not, and all the people that I serve and I continue to serve each and every day. And these are wonderful human beings, so don't get me wrong. You know, nobody's perfect, but you learn how to, with, through God, the good grace of the uh, Lord, you learn how to love people and you learn how to meet them where they stand so you can be able to be objective and to help them in the best possible way. Hear, hear. 
Thank you, Sherelle. Sherelle McCary, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And with that, we have our Ask Dorothy segment. Dear Dorothy, this is Marianne from Texas, and I need some help. I have fallen in love with a wonderful man who says he loves me too. The challenge I am having is that sometimes he takes on a completely different persona, and I don't know him when he shifts. A doctor friend of mine tells me that it appears he has a multiple personality disorder. Please advise me as to how to proceed with this relationship. Dear Marianne, I trust that since you ask your doctor friend about this, that you're open to exploring a solution by asking your loved one to join you in a discussion with a qualified medical professional. You might also want to research what has been known until recently as multiple personal personality disorder, and it's now known as dissociative diagnosis disorder. The more you personally know about this disorder, the clearer you will become, and this clarity will assist you in dealing with it with your loved one. Many years ago, I discovered that I had created multiple personalities within myself after much trauma as a child. I'm very grateful to a powerful book titled I Am Eve by Christine Sizemore. Once I discovered what I had unknowingly created within myself, I was able to integrate my personalities with the help of an amazing psychologist who used hypnosis to assist me in co-creating personality wholeness. There are many wonderful psychologists and hypnotherapists who are adept in assisting people with this disorder, and I trust you will find the perfect one to assist you on this journey with yourself and your beloved. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. And we'll be right back with our performance guest, Dina Fanai, here on the Life Changes Show Online Edition, right after this. The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author, Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening. Someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. 
It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. You are listening to A Conversation That Matters on The Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We're back and we're about to do something we've never done on the show. We are going to be introducing our performance guest, award-winning recording artist, songwriter, producer, and storyteller, Dina Fanai. But before she says one word, we are going to be sharing this prayer that is pre-recorded. Here is Dina Fanai's. <laughs> Welcome, Dina Fanai, to the Life Changes Show. Hello, Filippo. I'm so, so honored and excited to be here. Such a pleasure to have you here. I, I, shall we tell the audience that when you and I were speaking earlier today, we both got goosebumps? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you are so deep. <laughs> um, so are you. <laughs> so are you. That's why I'm really excited about this conversation on so many levels. Oh my gosh. Speaking of deep, what did we just hear that, that beautiful prayer? So um, um, it's, it's Nakumpenda Malayaka, which means I love you, my angel in Swahili. And um, many, many years ago, uh, I was a dancer, but um, I was studying with this, this one teacher um, named Larry Post. And um, I used to love like my whole life in my in my musical life. Um, I loved singing in made up languages and languages that I didn't speak because for some reason I could, I don't know, channel the the emotion and the tones in a way that I couldn't do with the languages that I the language that I do know. 
And um, he was just a, a tremendous mentor of mine. And I uh, went to him and I said, hey, what give me a I knew he spoke Swahili. And I said, um, if you ever get inspired, just if there's one line that really meant a lot to you that um, that that was very meaningful for you, I'd love you to share it with me. And he told me he gave me this one line that his grandmother shared with him. Um, when he was a mm. little boy and actually it was right before the towers came down. Mm. Um, and I was down in this area actually seeing um, a concert and there was, I was in this, this area that there was this incredible, incredible reverb. And um, at this point I was already, I was very kind of fairly new in, in my musical journey and um, I had this line in my kind of head and heart and I was just there by myself and this melody came out and that's what it was. And since then, I start every show with that. And um, mm. it's been almost a prayer for myself and and kind of a prayer that I love sharing with others because it almost energetically opens up a portal where I get to kind of stay connected and and just open up a space of a deeper kind of communication and sharing. Nice. And that is a great place to be uh, for everything that I see that you're doing uh, and for the audience to be when, when you're, when you're sharing with the audience. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Of course, I'm talking about Avalona. Uh, so uh, you, th this, the fact that he, gave you a, a, a line, a prayer that his grandmother gave him. I think it's interesting also because you uh, must have really also tuned into the lineage thing because you're very much into your heritage as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know so ahead. much about your heritage too. I think it's, you know, it's, I've, I've always been so intrigued by kind of all heritages religions ritual tradition and so i just love um i'm just always have this hunger to understand more deeply about about heritages of kind of where i've come from but also um people that i know stories that i hear and for me it's just it's seeing how we're kind of all connected i mean based on even your the last just the stories that we that I just heard of of this incredible woman, um, and just understanding that we're we're all so connected. But when you hear these stories and you start understanding lineage, and um, you you start we start seeing how we're all truly connected. Mm. And for me, I just find it fascinating. I just find it fascinating and and beautiful that it it really it all comes down to the common denominator of of humanness and 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 kind of love. So Dina, I, I have a feeling we could talk for hours and I do want to let the audience know we are going over time for sure. Uh, <laughs> because, so, so if you don't catch this live, you will get to hear it on the life changes show. Uh, and everywhere that the Life Changes show web, uh, goes after in archive. So please come back and listen to the rest of it. I know it's going to be worth it. Uh, so we, we do want to go into a song uh, while we are still live, and then we'll talk some more. So tell us about this first song we're going to hear. So um, this first song is called Fearless, 
And um, it's a song that I am so connected to. It's the concept of of using of of honoring fear and using fear as an opportunity to move through so you can get to a place of deeper healing and understanding. So it's, you know, for, for me, fearless is not about having no fear, but it's having the, the strength to face your fears and, and the, and the strength to never give up. So that's kind of what this song is about. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. <laughs> well, yes, here's a pre-recorded song of uh, fearless uh, by our performance guest, Dina Fanai. If I was fearless, believed I was fearless, I'd carry a torch into the night, burning my name into the sky. There's a smile on your face, but no one's laughing. There's a fire in the night that no one sees There's a star in the sky but you stop reaching For all the things that you thought that you could be Did it shine too bright? Was it too beautiful? Was it just too far?
Yes. Dina Fanai, thank you so much. You're if welcome. You're, if you're enjoying it as much as I am, and I'm sure we all are, avalanamusic.com. So that's avalanamusic.com, A-V-A-L-O-N-A music.com. Uh, or you could go to avalanaimmersive.com, and that's something we're going to talk about in a little bit. Or Dina Fanai, D-I-N-A-F-A-N-A. AI.com. She's on all the socials. Uh, we've got her link tree. We've got actually her link tree is uh, Avalana Music, but we've got so many links and the video, uh, the official video of that song, Fearless, at lifechangesshow.com. So, Dina, uh, I think uh, so. I was inspired to tell Dina a story about uh, a woman who had been on our show as a guest. Uh, I think that's true. <laughs> I think she was a guest. I, I don't know. Uh, I might have to check that in a moment. But um, Alessandra Belloni, yes, we had her as a performance guest. Uh, and I mentioned the Black Madonna. Now, I, 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 I want to say it here because so few, few people know about it and about her. And I have uh, mentioned it many times and never has anyone known anything about her. And then I mentioned it to you. And what did you say to me, Dina? That, I mean, when you were, when you were telling me your story and about this woman, I got chills because I, most of what, really what Avalon is about is that journey of what you were talking about as far as how we have to go into these dark places and almost into these places of insanity where you where you find yourself and you find and you find the healing and and when you started telling me about your journey with this woman i i realized that that was you know my journey which is what Avalona is a culmination of is really a, is based on that. So and, I, yeah, I was not expecting that. And, and plus I do, I have a, um, I have a sacred geometry grid that I, that um, I kind of actually I did a grid. I did a grid for the show tonight. Um, I'll send you a picture oh, of it. Yay. But, um, but my very, my very, very dear friend, whose name is Dina as well. Dina Vanantonio um, does a lot of work with, with the black Madonna. And she gave me a little um, porcelain picture, which is on that is, which is, which is on my, my sacred geometry altar. So um, when, when you were talking, telling me about this woman and the show that kind of, you said, reminded you a little bit of what Avalona is. I, I was kind of very, very surprised and, and realized that we are kind of in the same, <laughs> it comes from that same story. So, so yeah, and, and we both had, had chills. <laughs> and that you had visited the Black Madonna yep. in uh, Montserrat. In Montserrat, in Montserrat, in Spain. Yeah. Um, I actually, yeah. So, and that was very, very powerful. And actually, when you're when you're in Montserrat, you you kind of have to do this long, long hike to get to that specific place. And um, I remember when I was kind of walking through these, like this trail and these mountains, I just remember channeling these beautiful, beautiful melodies, which I mm. can probably find somewhere in my, my, my hundreds or if not thousands of, of little voice memos that I make. But um, mm. um, it was a very, very powerful moment. 
so after talk, kind of knowing these stories for a long time. Yeah. So talking about uh, long journeys and going into the the dark places and mm-hmm. the dark nights of the soul and all that. H- however much you want to share about this, it's a fascinating story and uh, so deep. How you came to devoting your life to music yeah when you were a dancer from two years old yeah so um yeah so i was a ballet dancer i decided at two years old i was going to be a ballet dancer but there is i was um very very you know strict russian school of american ballet ballet dancer um from two years old actually i didn't go to school of american ballet till i was um a little older but I was a ballet dancer from two till about 19, when I would say was pretty much the end. Um, and through um, through that, when I was kind of towards the end, I was very, very sick. Um, we can go into that later. But I came I became um, I came very close to losing my life. And at mm. this moment of being um, unconscious, I had a presence, a a a feminine beautiful presence that came to me and gave me the choice to live or die and if i chose to live mm-hmm. i had to learn how to love myself i had to consciously choose to live which i realize is a very different thing than just living um and um and i had to make the choice to see and when i said yes um and i knew i did want to live I this veil literally this literal veil was lifted from my eyes and I started um seeing and 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 seeing things and understanding things and it was like flooding like the universal truth started flooding me um and how I dealt with that at least you know from the very beginning is I started writing songs and I started channeling um just how I was like processing all of this information and healing. And um, through that, it was, I just started writing songs. I had a, a keyboard in my room and I never, I sang my whole life, but I wasn't planning on being a singer or a songwriter. And I just started sitting at the piano and writing and writing, you know, whether it was notebooks or at the piano. And that was really how I started my musical journey and what I realized very, very early on was that music was healing me and was my passageway like and bridge to life. And I realized the power of it. And I and I realized my purpose was to use music not only for my my own healing journey, but I knew I was supposed to use music as a force to to heal others and to just spread the message of of consciousness through music and i've worn so many hats in my musical journey whether it's been as an artist or as a mentor or as a producer or as a writer or just working with um i work a lot with people with disabilities music and people with disabilities and um i just knew that that was my calling and so that's kind of how how i kind of dedicated my life it was it was it wasn't a choice it was a knowing you know, it was it was a knowing and a calling. And every single day since then, I've it hasn't been easy, but I it hasn't it hasn't been a choice. It was it is who I am. And it was kind of my breath, literally. 
Thank you for sharing that. I didn't, I would, I wasn't sure if you'd share all of that. And, yeah. and I would, yeah. How do you feel about it? You know, it's okay. Cause I, um, I think I became very comfortable sharing, you know, I don't share the story with everyone, but if I'm in a place where I get to tell a story because I feel like honestly, by telling stories and by right. sharing Honestly, sharing stories is where you really get a chance to to find a deeper connection with people and really heal. I mean, when I, you know, sharing stories, like listening, listening to the stories that I just heard, it's like those honest stories, you know, touch us and heal us. So I I don't I don't have the I don't really have the fear or the insecurity about sharing it because I, I almost have a deeper sense uh I, I i have a i have such a deep sense of having to of having to share those stories mm, out mm. of purpose and um i also always knew that if i was going to be if i was going to make the kind of difference i wanted to make and i want or be able to be the artist i wanted to be i had to be i had to be honest and i had to be transparent and there's a lot of layers of this story which um oh i would which, love to dive in there but, but i think that's a whole other yeah, yeah. show <laughs> and which is why those are things and exactly and those are things that you know i'm you know those are deeper layers but in general that to me is is really the truth of kind of how i got here and why i keep doing what i'm doing so it's interesting yeah it's interesting to me how uh so music wasn't your first choice, at least not initially. And yet I, I want to read a piece of your bio for the audience. Dina has performed with, produced, arranged, and written for artists such as Trans-Siberian Orchestra, uh, Foreigner, Jackie Ivanko, Il Divo, Il Volo, and Tina Turner. She has also she was also head of artist development for Trans Siberian Orchestra, talent coordinator for Rocktopia. Oh, that's right. Oh, another time we have to talk about that uh, on Broadway and talent contractor for America's Got Talent. So, yeah, it seems like this is a big part of your path. Mm-hmm. A lot of hats, <laughs> a lot of hats, but I love, and what was, what actually has been so valuable in my life is being the, doing artist development because as I became, as I, you know, was more and more dedicated to being an artist, I was able to also understand and help other artists bring them out of their shell and kind of see the light in somebody that maybe they might not see in themselves and helping them have the courage to kind of step into their own light. And so it was very, um, it was just powerful work for me. And, and it's stuff and it's what I hope I can do that forever because I feel like it's, you know, constantly doing what you do, but also how you can give back and how we, you know, and how that helps me grow as an artist, but also seeing other people shine. And I think that's such a, you know, important part of, of what I do or what I can, what I care about. Yeah. And speaking about what you care about, you have a, a mission and a soul for Avalona that I want to talk about. I, mm -hmm. we will get to hear another song in a little bit. Uh, in, but if, in the meantime, we'll talk about Avalona, but hopefully someday in, uh, on the show, we'll be able to actually show people like, 
the next level because it's moving forward. Uh, you, you, how do you pronounce it? I just want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. It's Avalona. Avalona. Oh, okay, good. Avalona. Yep. And you so got it. to open the conversation around mental health, aware, uh, mental health awareness, empowerment of the feminine, and to see our connection to each other. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. So where, where, how? So Avalona was really this whole journey um, that I, when, when I had this transformation and I started writing songs, I always knew from the very beginning that I was, I had to some way tell this story. And um, what, what, what happened is when I, when I went through this, went through this, um, I started writing songs, but also I didn't really have anyone to talk to about what I was going through. And I didn't understand everything. And as mm. we, we talked about earlier with the Black Madonna of that, is it crazy? Is it insanity or is it is it opening up to a different? Is it opening us opening up and healing and integrating the parts of ourselves? Mm. And I was led to this very, very beautiful um shaman woman and i worked with a few shamans but specifically this incredible woman um named mary who i still i still um speak to and she is not only a teacher now but she is a very dear friend and it was really the journey of working through fear working through these these blocks of how to kind of step into a more conscious way of limit living a more multi-dimensional way of living that um I needed to put these lessons, these stories, this story, the songs that were kind of flooding me at that point of how how could I take all everything that I had been learning and and going through and put it into a world that contained and integrated this vision and this message that I wanted to share. And that's kind and that's what Avalon is. So it's really a journey of healing and self-discovery through songs, through text, and then through these through these archetypes. Um, and I've been working on it for for so many years, but even from the very, very beginning, I knew um of my of my music, I knew that some way eventually I was going to have to tell this story in a way that it could people could experience it in their own way where where all of these things that you know, I went through our universal subjects. The details are different, but the deep, deep um, places that I went and the questions that I had to kind of face and the obstacles I had to face are just universal um, things that we all face. So that's kind of the the mission behind Avalona of of taking the seeker, as as I call it, the seeker, which is the kind of um, people that are able to experience this and and see the blocks that they have and understand that when someone steps into their own light, you get the courage and strength to shine that light for someone else. And that's really what kind of raising the vibration and consciousness of the planet is, is about for me, because it's really, how do we, how do we lift each other up? But you can really only do that when you've also done the healing. So that's Aval that's Avalon in kind of a nutshell in a big nut. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 no, and it's so it's so much more. And actually, uh, Dina has uh, allowed us to post on our web page for her at uh, 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 let's see at Life Changes Show. Uh, 
I'm, I'm pulling it up here. The a sizzle reel for Avalona, and I go look at it. Uh, there's a quote that says, uh, "Reminiscent of Jesus Christ Superstar." I mean, it's so much, and and it's it's immersive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole so- point of it is that I want is that it it needs to be immersive because I don't want I don't I do not want people to watch it and be separate from it. It's how do it's, you know, I think what I've been working on for so long is how do I, how do I bring people into it where they're experiencing their own, own choices and kind of making the choice to live, love, see kind of the same choice I had to make and in their, in their own way. Mm, Nice, nice, powerful. And, and actually, uh, Again, there's more we can talk about on that, but uh, we have a song to hear. And I, I asked if we could do this song because I, I, it reminded me, uh, almost both songs kind of relate to the stories and conversation we were having earlier with Sherelle. Uh, uh, so uh, this song is uh, very powerful and it calls, it's called I'll Be There For You. Powerful words. Tell us a little bit more before we hear it, Dina. So um, I, I started writing the song when a few, like a few weeks prior to when my, my father passed and um, it was mm. kind of the last song I, I wrote. And as he, I think I mentioned earlier, he was a singer. And so that we had, we shared this very, very special bond. And um, at, it was probably the last day that he spoke. He um, looked at me and he said, baby doll, um, it's so, isn't it crazy that, that we don't realize it's, it's all about love. And, um, really wow. that's what this song is about. Wow. Wow. We're going to hear it now. Uh, thank you, Dina, already, uh, for sharing this with us. Here is, I'll be there for you pre-recorded on, uh, for, uh by Dina and I, and here it is on the Life Changes Show Online Edition. Precious than gold, so precious to know. Only love is forever. We're precious to find the way you remind me. Only love is forever. You always held me up high enough to see. So now I'm here for you in every breath you I'll be there 
Enough and I, and Avalona. You you uh you kind of go by Avalona too, right? Yeah. Um, I started a lot of these the songs from this kind of the songs that are part of this experience. Avalona. I kind of started putting it out, putting it out in a separate way than because I have a lot of music out that I'd been putting out over the years, and when I started focusing the songs that I had written specifically for, for this journey, I started releasing it under Avalona music. So it's still a little confusing, but that's, I kind of wanted to separate, separate it as we kind of move forward into creating this, this new piece. Well, we have all uh, Dina's links at lifechangesshow.com, uh, avalonamusic.com and Dina Fanai. D-I-N-A-F-A-N-A dot com. Uh, you could stream on Spotify, Avalona. There, there's her link trees there as well, Avalona Music. So find those links there. Find the videos there that we talked about. Uh, well, Dina, it feels like we've just started a conversation and I don't I want it to end. But uh, for now, I, I have to say big thank you. Big thank you. Thank you so much back because I'm so just to have these kind of conversations and conscious conversations that are being put out in the world and having a show like this. I mean, thank you for for doing for doing the work, you know, and raising the consciousness on, you know, with the show. So I'm honored to be here and I know there'll be lots more conversations on or off thank the air. You. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you, Dina. And and all the best to you. And so, you. Uh, and all the best to Avalona in every sense of the word. So that being said, with a, another big thank you, big thank you to Dina Fanai, and a big thank you to our interview guest, Sherelle M. McCary. Uh, that is our show. On behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our executive producer and co-host, Mark Lejeur, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you that as your life changes like ours surely did tonight, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone. You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes.